All right, so before we get into the college football playoff, we'll talk about the New Year's other New Year's Six games real quick. So we're recording this on the 31st, New Year's Eve. So last night, Florida and Oklahoma played. And didn't watch much of it because Tennessee was playing basketball against Missouri during it. But I did watch a little of the first quarter and after the Tennessee basketball game ended and was not very impressed with how it went. Obviously, Oklahoma dominated the game 55-20. to 20. Kyle Trask threw three interceptions in the first quarter. We knew that four of Florida's five top receivers on the year had opted out. The only one that was left in that top five was Malik Davis, who was a running back. So we kind of figured that Florida would struggle to move the ball a little bit, but not in the way that they did. Uh, Oklahoma is just dominant from the beginning, scored 17 points in the first quarter. Florida kind of made it a little tighter in the second, cutting it to 17-13, but then from that point on, it was all Oklahoma. It was 55-13 to in the fourth before Oklahoma pulled all their starters and started playing back up. So a lot of excuses flying around, a lot of reasons flying around for why Florida played so poorly. They had a lot of players opt out on defense, opt out on offense. But my question is, is why do you have – so many guys opting out on both sides of the ball for a team that was six points short of the making uh, having a chance to make the playoff uh, when they played Alabama so tough. So just a little puzzling for me. Um, we'll have to see what Dan Mullen can do next year, how he can finagle this team into being more competitive. But going to be a lot of youth on defense, going to be a lot of youth on offense. Obviously, they have Emory Jones. He'll be like a fourth-year player. I think he'll be a redshirt junior next year. That'll be have a chance to be their quarterback. They also have a freshman guy, Anthony Richardson, who they can both run the ball pretty well, but I don't know about their throwing. So, obviously, Florida had a great team this year. They've had a great team, Mullen's first two years too, but we'll have to see what can happen here with a team full of his guys. I'm a little skeptical um, just seeing them play last night. I know there's a full offseason in between last night's game and next year, but just uh, not much to be impressed with and, and it leaves a lot more questions than answers as far as going into next year, how their team will be. So, obviously, if you're talking about this game, Oklahoma is extremely dominant. And it looks like maybe they figured out how to move the ball with Spencer Rattler and he's playing a lot better on, on that side of the ball and, and spreading it around well and, and using his legs when he needs to. And, obviously, Oklahoma ran for over 400 yards too. So, mm-hmm. a lot of good things from Oklahoma, not many good things from Florida. And – Really, I expected – I thought Oklahoma would win, but I thought it would be a really competitive game still, but obviously that was not the case. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you said, Florida had a bunch of guys sit out. Um, I don't know. They've, they've always had good athletes and stuff, so it was kind of surprising that they were – I mean, it didn't look like they were going to score 20 points for a long time. Uh, like you said, I didn't watch a whole lot of it because Tennessee was on basketball. But, uh, I mean, Oklahoma just dominated. And I think Oklahoma is one of those teams that – you know, the first couple of weeks of the season, people were thinking they were fluke. They were preseason ranked pretty high, and then they just got better week after week. And I think they're going to be real good going into next year. I think Spencer Rattler is the truth. Uh, I think he's going to be very good for many years to come. Um, you know, might have a shot at the Heisman, keep the Oklahoma Heisman streak going. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of – I don't know. I mean, Trask didn't play a good game. He threw three interceptions in one quarter, which is crazy to think. Uh, I think that could really hurt his Heisman uh, candidate. So, I don't know. We'll see. Thought Oklahoma would win, given the guy sitting out before, like he said, but just didn't think it would be that bad. Yeah, I agree. I think there's two more things. Like, you just said Trask. There's no way he's won the Heisman first off before this, I don't think. And now, with that performance, he's out. And then second – the thing after the game and Mullen's press conference, I mean, after the losses, he's been 
really great in the press conferences, you know, dropping some liners and really making himself look like Cousin Eddie. But uh, after this game the other, last night, he said – somebody asked him a question, and he said the last game – or twenty the 2020 team's last game was 11 days ago. So, basically, I mean, obviously, a little biased. Don't have much to talk about positively for our football program right now in Tennessee, but Florida is just – I don't know. Doesn't really seem like a team that's heading up. Soon, maybe their stock's heading down. Just why would you say something like that? Like, what about the seniors for 2020 who didn't opt out? Like, you just saying this is a throwaway game. We don't care about this. All these guys opted out. Some, I don't know, just making an excuse or finding a way to make this seem okay or acceptable by saying that this isn't this past year's team we we're moving towards next year. And if you are moving towards next year, what does that say about the team next year? So, I don't know. Just like we talked about and have passed through here the last few minutes. A lot more questions and answers for Florida moving into 2021. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, I don't know. He's, he's been kind of a strange guy since he got there. I liked him at Mississippi State a lot, but he's done a lot of questionable things since he got to Florida. Yeah, I mean, you can't question the results at this point. Obviously, their offense has been elite, but maybe he seems like a guy who's – which I agree with the same thing about Butch Jones. I've talked to my dad a lot about this lately, obviously, with the current state of Tennessee football, but – this may be dumb to a lot of people, Tennessee fans especially, but I would do anything to have Butch Jones back in his first three, first two years when we played as an underdog. Like, we were talking about the 2013 Tennessee-Georgia game. We went for it, like, four times on fourth down, and our three of them were in our own territory in the fourth quarter. And just – he was such a better coach when he, he could utilize and, and play as the underdog. So, obviously, in 2016 when we were top ten and all that pressure and all that kind of stuff, he didn't really thrive in that because the spotlight was on us, the magnifying glass, and he couldn't deal with that well. I think Mullen might ultimately end up being the same way. Now, obviously, he's had much more success than Butch Jones ever did as far as top ten wins, winning games on the road, being in an SC championship game. But, like, when that magnifying glass is on you, the spotlight's constantly on you, and you can't thrive and, and sell to your team that you're the underdog every week and, and live off that, it makes it yeah. a lot harder for some of those guys because, I mean, obviously, at Mississippi State, they were always the underdog, even when they made it to the number one ranking college all playoff um, rankings, the New Year's Six Bowls, they're still the underdog because it's Mississippi State. At Florida, it's not that way. So, obviously, it's early on. And like we said, he, I mean, nothing to worry about yet because they've obviously had three great seasons at his under his helm. But I don't know. I'm just a little skeptical moving forward because their defensive recruiting has really tanked the last couple of years. Their offense, we saw what it was like without those top guys, and all those guys are going to be gone next year except for Copeland. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see. But obviously they had a really strong season, a good showing SC championship game, but this is a sour way to end it. So we'll just have to see moving forward. But our next game that has not been played yet, the next New Year's Six game will be tomorrow on New Year's Day at noon, and it is Georgia against Cincinnati. I believe Georgia is favored by seven. Not really necessarily going to write down and make our picks just because we're doing this on the fly, but We'll talk about it a little bit. I think that Georgia is going to play well. I think we're disagreeing a little bit on this when we talked about it yesterday. I think that Georgia not only is going to play well, I think they're going to win this game pretty convincingly. I think Cincinnati's had a really good season. Obviously, Desmond Ritter's a great quarterback. They've got a strong defense. I believe their defensive coordinator was named Coordinator of the Year, if I'm not mistaken, the other day. And he's getting a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of push for maybe a smaller opening to get his foot in the door head coach as a head coach. But I don't know. I just feel like Cincinnati is not going to have seen anybody that's as physical as Georgia. Even with Georgia having a few opt-outs themselves, it's nothing like Florida. And their quarterback is going to be playing, who they've been playing a lot better with down the stretch in Daniels. Uh, they've got a stable running backs back there with White, even though Cook won't be playing in this game because his father passed. So he's going home for the funeral, I believe. 
You still got a lot of good running backs, a lot of young guys who can play, some good young receivers emerging. And they are getting some key pieces back on defense that are going to play. So you have Richard LeCount, I believe, said he's going to play in the bowl game. He's been out since the Kentucky game. And then Jordan Davis will be playing in the middle for, for Georgia. So, I don't know. I could be wrong on this. Cincinnati could come out. And, I mean, I'm surely hoping that Cincinnati wins this game. I just don't see it. I think Georgia wins this game pretty convincingly, uh, 14 to 17 points. Maybe a scare early, a close game in the first half, but Georgia pulls away and wears them down running the ball in the second half. I just I see Georgia winning this game pretty easily uh, and playing well in the second half. So, could be wrong, but just uh, – doesn't doesn't take any away from this, anything away from the season Cincinnati's had, but I just think Georgia, having seen what has happened to some teams against this Group of Five team and the New Year's Six Bowl the last few years, and and what happened to them against Texas a couple of years ago in the bowl game, I think they'll come out ready to play and and perform pretty uh pretty well in this game. Yeah, I think uh, I think this could be a really good game. Um, you know, Cincinnati. I feel like they're going to play for a lot more than just this bowl game. You know, they went undefeated. Uh, were never even talked about in the playoff conversation. They had a two-loss Florida team in over them and a two-loss Oklahoma team in over them. So, um, I don't know. I, th- I think Cincinnati is going to play their hearts out. Uh, I think Georgia is more talented for sure. Uh, so I think it'll be a really close game. I think Georgia will probably end up winning, but I think it'll be within seven. I, I really like Cincinnati to keep this one close, and I would really like to see Cincinnati win because I could care less about Georgia. But uh, I, I just think Georgia's a little too talented for them right now, and, um, you know, a little bit better coaching. But we'll see. I think it'll be a fun game to watch overall. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I want Cincinnati to win. I just I really don't see it happening. I think Georgia's just the better team in Cincinnati. He's had a great yeah. season, like we've talked about, undefeated, that kind of thing. But this is just a different animal. So, like I said, I hope we're wrong. But I just – I don't think we will be. So, we'll see what happens. And hopefully it is a good game to watch because this group of five game has typically been a good one the past five – the past few years. So, hopefully it stays that way. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the next one we have will be Saturday afternoon at four, I believe. It is Iowa State and Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. So this is just a kind of an interesting matchup because it's one you don't often see. Iowa State obviously having a great year, came up uh, six points short of beating Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game and what turned out to be a really good game. Oregon is one of two, I believe, or maybe they're the only team from the Pac-12 that's competing in a bowl game. You had a lot of teams out there that either didn't qualify or just said they were going to call it quits because of the mess that their season became, starting it too late, not getting games in, just really – uh. Really sad how it turned out for Pac-12 with how late they started and what happened. But Oregon ended up winning the championship game against USC after Washington backed out a few days before it, and Oregon said they would fill in. So kind of an interesting scenario to begin with out there. But Oregon played well in that game. They get the New Year's Six Bowl qualification as the Pac-12 champion, and they'll be taking on Iowa State. So I really like Iowa State. I think I've talked about that a few times before. I love Matt Campbell. I love the way this team plays, smash mouth, run the football. Got tight ends, three tight ends that are really, really good. Play strong defense with that crazy three-three-five, almost like a shell umbrella defense he plays. It's really hard to, to figure out. So, I like Iowa State to win this game. I believe they're favored by four. I think Oregon is strong on offense, and they're really Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, when they're playing well, they can really move the ball. But when they're not, they can lose to anybody, uh, as seen by their losses to Cal and Oregon State. Just – I think Iowa State's a better team. I think they're motivated. They're hungry. They've never been here before. I don't know if they've ever played in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, I know that this is the first time that they had won the regular season 
conference championship outright since 1912 and 13, I believe. So I think it was their third ever conference championship in the regular season. Obviously, they lost Oklahoma in the championship game, but they won the regular season outright with the best record. So I think they still have a lot to play for. They'd love to cap off this season with a with a bowl win, especially a big bowl like this against a, a brand team in Oregon. And Brock Purdy, he's really playing well. I love watching him play quarterback. And their running back, Brees Hall, has had a great season. So I think Iowa State wins this game. I think it'll be a really good game to watch competitive, but I think Iowa State will make one more play in the fourth quarter to pull this one out. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be a good game, like you said. Uh, you know, we both talked about Iowa State a lot this year, and I, I really like Iowa State. Um I don't know. I, I think it, it could be a really good game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with Iowa State's defense, though. Uh, their defense has kind of been their backbone all year. Uh, they've played really good all year. Um, I like them to win and cover the four and a half that they're favored by. I think it'll be a really interesting game to watch. Um, you know, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Oregon this year. They only played six games. But um, – I think they are a good football team. I think Iowa State's a good football team. So, I, I mean, I think it's a good matchup. I think they got this one right on the nose. Um, so, we'll see. But I, I like Oregon or Iowa State to win this one for sure. All right. So, the last New Year's Six Bowl that isn't the playoffs is the Orange Bowl. That'll be Saturday night at 8, Texas A&M taking on North Carolina. I think this game has some potential. I think Texas A&M obviously felt snubbed not getting in the playoff, but – I don't know. I didn't really disagree with what happened. I don't think A&M should have gotten in, but obviously they've got a chip on their shoulder about it. North Carolina is 7-3. and They've had a good season. They've scored a lot of points even in the games they've lost. I think the lowest point total they had under like 28 on the season was 17 against Notre Dame, who has a good defense and is in the playoff, obviously. So I think this could be a really good game. Texas A&M's more methodical moving the ball. They can run the ball really well. Their defense is really strong. North Carolina – Obviously can move the ball through the air and on the ground. Their defense is a little more suspect, but they can definitely put up points. So this should be an interesting matchup. I think if Texas A&M shows up and they're motivated like it seems they're going to be, they haven't had a single opt-out for the bowl game, I don't think. Obviously, Mond wants to play well in this last game unless he decides to come back next year. Not really sure about that yet. See where he, his draft stock is. But I just think Texas A&M wins this game. I think it could be really high scoring. I think – North Carolina could win this game. I don't think that, that it's going to be a blowout or anything like that. I just think Texas A&M is ultimately the better team. I think the spread's somewhere like seven or eight and a half. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think Texas A&M wins the game. Although I could see North Carolina winning. If they were to jump ahead or if Texas A&M turned the ball over and North Carolina got up two scores, I think it could be hard for them to come back. But I, I just think ultimately that A&M's a better team and it'll show, himself, show itself in this game. I do think if we were making actual picks, I'd take Texas A&M to win, but North Carolina to cover just because I see it being competitive and, and A&M having a hard time stopping North Carolina consistently. But I feel the same about North Carolina for A&M. So I think Mond and them, they move the ball through the air. I think they move the ball on the ground with Spiller pretty balanced, and I think they end up winning a pretty high-scoring game for a bowl game and for Texas A&M, but I like them to win this game. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much right there with you. Um, you know, North Carolina has been one of those teams where – they played a lot better when they played better competition. Um, you know, we watched them. Uh, they beat Miami, right? When they beat Miami. Oh, yeah, by like 40. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think they're a pretty good team. Um, I think A&M is really good, though. I I mean, I also agree they shouldn't have gotten into the playoffs. I mean, I granted, I think um, Alabama is going to beat Notre Dame pretty convincingly, but 
I mean, I've already seen Alabama beat A&M by 20, so I'm not really interested in watching that again. Um, you know, if if it wasn't Alabama at the one seed and A&M was getting the four seed and they were, you know, getting the three seed playing Clemson or playing Ohio State or whoever, I, you know, I'd be maybe all for that. But I, I think they got the best four teams in there, so that's another topic. But uh, I like A&M to win this one pretty convincingly. Um I think they'll cover the seven. I just think their offense has been really good. I think they've played real good all year. Um, best third down team in the country. Um, I think they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, I think they'll, you know, they'll have some trouble stopping North Carolina for a little bit, but I think they'll be able to pull away in the second half. All right. So now we'll get into the playoffs, two playoff games like you were talking about. Uh, as far as the selection, you said the seeding there a little bit about A&M. When I was watching it, I thought the only way that they could put Texas A&M in and justify it was by when they were revealing the third and fourth spots, maybe the way that Clemson beat Notre Dame, knocked Notre Dame completely out, and that they would put Texas A&M at three and Ohio State at four just to avoid that rematch. Um, yeah. Obviously, that didn't happen, and I wouldn't have really been in favor of that, but if it did happen, that's the only way I could see it, just so you didn't have Alabama and A&M going, going at it in the first round. Um, yeah, I agree. But with the matchups we get, obviously, tomorrow the – playoff games the Rose Bowl has been moved to Arlington uh, or Jerry World for the first playoff semifinal just so that people can attend because of the Rose Bowl no one was going to be able to come not even family members I don't believe which is absurd but just shows you where we're at as a country in California and especially uh, LA and the governor and the mayor but whatever that's this isn't a politics podcast um the the game itself, Alabama Notre Dame. I mean, it's hard to get excited about it. Obviously, you're gonna watch it, eat it up. But I just don't see a way that this is competitive. Alabama has just absolutely steamrolled everyone they've played the entire year, except Florida in the championship game. And I think that's because they got a little complacent when they were up three scores in the second half. Um, even their defense is playing better. I know. Obviously, we just said they gave up 46 to Florida, but that was Florida at full strength in a game where everybody was dialed in. So. I don't know. I'm hoping Notre Dame keeps it competitive. Hell, I'm hoping Notre Dame can pull it off, but I just don't see that happening. You got so many weapons for Alabama. Obviously, Mac Jones is having almost a Joe Burrow-esque season. You got Devontae Smith, who has a legitimate chance to win the Heisman with the stats he's put up. You have Najee Harris, who's put up a ridiculous amounts of touchdowns and is running the ball better than he has in his entire career. Their offensive line is really, really good at blocking and, and pretty good at holding. Um, they've got some other good receivers, obviously Bolden, who's filling in for, for Waddle. You've got Mechie, who's emerged as another option. And that's just the crazy thing is that Waddle's been out since the Tennessee game, and they're still doing all this. So that's just on offense. I just I don't see a way that Notre Dame can, can keep up scoring-wise. Obviously, Notre Dame's defense is pretty good. And I do expect this maybe at the start of the game, there to be a couple stops back-to-back just as they fill each other out. Notre Dame's amped up. Maybe Alabama's a little over-amped, something like that. I could see it being close for the first quarter. But I just see Alabama winning this game by a few scores. Now, 20 is a lot of points. I think that Notre Dame will have a little success, especially if Alabama hops out early to a big lead. I think Notre Dame will be able to counter a little bit. <laughs> I think Book is a really good quarterback. He makes some sandlot plays. He can run around. He's probably the closest thing to Johnny Manziel I've seen since Manziel's been out of college. Obviously, maybe a little little better character guy, too. But um, I just I think Notre Dame has some weapons and then they'll move the ball a little bit too, but I just I don't see them keeping up with Alabama. And twenty is a lot of points, but I think Alabama will win by twenty at least. So hope that I'm wrong. Like I said, I'd love Notre Dame to win outright. I just don't see any way that that happens. So I'm going to take Bama to win and cover this game pretty easily. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, Alabama is potentially getting Jalen Waddle back too. Um, they haven't ruled him out for Friday yet. They're saying he wants to be back for the playoffs. So if he's not back this week, uh, I think he could definitely be back by national championship for sure. Um, you know, hopefully Notre Dame shocks the world and finds a way to beat him. But I mean, I just don't think it's going to be close. I just think Alabama, this is one of the best Alabama teams, you know, front and back offense, defense that I've seen in a while, just as far as how easily they've dominated everybody they've played this year. I mean, they beat, a&M, who's number five in college football playoffs by 20. Uh, then, like you said, they were absolutely killing Florida until they got a little complacent in the second half, and uh, that was a little closer than it probably needed to be. But um, as far as the playoffs go, I think the only team that could give them somewhat of a run for their money is Clemson, which, I mean, we've seen that matchup for several years now. So I, I think that's probably the matchup we'll get again. Um but, I mean, I hope Notre Dame can at least keep it close and make it somewhat of a game. Um, but then, uh, by the same token, I hope they don't. I hope Alabama just steamrolls them just because, you know, we've talked about it before. I, we need more than four teams in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, you can argue eight, you can argue 12, 16, whatever you want to argue. But four, I just don't think four is enough. Um, needs to be more. But I think Alabama wins this one easy. I don't think they'll be able to stop Alabama's offense, and I think Alabama's defense will get uh, a lot more stops than Notre Dame will. All right, so the next, the other semifinal game will be at 8 o'clock in the Sugar Bowl. It'll be Clemson against Ohio State. I think this one's a lot juicier, has a lot more intrigue just because of what's been going on. Obviously, this was a great game last year. You had Ohio State jump out to an early lead, Clemson come back and, and take over the game, and then Ohio State was driving to win the game at the end last year and Fields threw a pick in the end zone. So I think this has a chance to be that good, maybe even better this year. Obviously, we won't have the same crowd that we had last year, but other than that, it'll I think it'll be just as competitive and maybe similar to last year's. Obviously, you have Swinney, Dabo Swinney, talking this week about he wouldn't put Ohio State in the playoff because of the amount of games they played. They've been 11th in his poll because coaches do a poll every week, and they've been 11th in his poll or his last poll because they didn't play enough games. Now he's giving them credit saying he thinks that they're good enough to beat Clemson and that kind of thing and, and not really degrading what they've done, but just the number of games they've played. So you have that, which is definitely bulletin board material for Ohio State, even if Swinney doesn't mean it that way. Um, obviously the, the, the revenge factor or maybe just the rematch factor from last year's game Obviously, we know that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields both are going to be high, high draft picks, maybe the first two picks taken in the spring. Um, obviously, they're loaded on both sides of the ball, both teams too. I just – I'm really looking forward to this matchup. Um, I think it'll be really competitive. I do think Clemson is the better team. I think they're better on defense, maybe the best team in, in, that's left in the country on defense. Just I don't see a way for them to blow out Ohio State. Now, it could happen, but I think this will be really competitive. I think Fields is going to play maybe the game of his career because he really struggled in the Big Ten Championship game, so he needs a strong showing. Um, I just I think that both teams will play really well. This could end up being the best game of the year. And I think Clemson wins, but I think it's within the seven and a half that it's at. I think that Ohio State's really competitive. Maybe leads the game again for a long time like they did last year and Clemson surges late. I think that uh, that could happen again. But I like Clemson to win the game, but maybe by a field goal or six points, maybe even just seven. I just don't see it being seven and a half. So I'm going to take Clemson to win this game, but Ohio State to cover. And I think this could, like I said, be one of the better games of the year, maybe the best game. And I'm really looking forward to this one over the other semifinal matchup. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, talking about last year, 
that was one of the best games all year last year. And, uh, you know, some can even say Ohio State got robbed talking about that. Oh, yeah, that fumble. You know, completed pass and fumble that, I mean, clear as day, review and everything. Anybody in the world would say that's a fumble. And uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown. And, I mean, that was a huge deciding factor in that game. So, I think they really got screwed in that one. So, I think they'll be coming back with a little revenge. Like you said, what Dabo Sweeney has been saying about, uh, you know, how he wouldn't even have him in their, his top ten for the playoffs, which, I mean, I get they haven't played all the games and stuff. But, I, I mean, I think it's a little absurd to think they're not a top ten playoff team right now. Um, so, we'll see. I, I like this one. I think it'll be a really fun game to watch. I do think Clemson's going to find a way to edge them at the end, but I think it'll be within the seven and a half, like you said. Um, but I think it's going to be a really good quarterback duel between Lawrence and Fields. Uh, so might be the last time we see them in college football, so we'll see. Yeah, and just wrap it up, I think that'll be a, a good off-season podcast idea is for me to, you know, my love for referees and officials already, get together the best blown replay calls of all time. Like how it's just – clear oh, yeah. as day like that call I think it was Higgins wasn't it that caught that pass or maybe it was Justin Ross and he caught the ball had it in a vice yeah. grip took like four steps backwards and the dude knocked the ball out scooped it up scored it and they looked at it for like five minutes and they had the ESPN guy on there telling you how it wasn't a cat it's just like this stuff just doesn't make sense and the dudes it's like the dudes that are calling it have no idea what they're talking about so I don't know the best part about that whole transition was the whistle was never blown. So, like, I get it if they reverse it and say, you know, forward progress was stopped or whatever, and they blew the whistle. That's one thing. But the whistle was never blown. So, I mean, I don't know. Especially in a huge game like that. I mean, I don't know how you look at that and still say, okay, yeah, he didn't catch that ball after four steps and having a vice grip on it. So, I don't know. I mean, officiating is just terrible in all sports and all levels. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm ready for, you know, technology to really kick in on that. Yeah, I don't know, but that is a good idea. So maybe we can get into that. But like I said, these matchups we talked about, they should be pretty good. A lot of good games over the next couple of days. So hopefully they live up to the billing and maybe we'll have some upsets to talk about. That would be great if we came in here in a week. And then national championship matchup was Notre Dame, Ohio State. Might not be the most popular to other people, yeah. but I would prefer to watch that. But we'll see and uh, see what happens. But hopefully there are good games like we talked about. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, we've got a bunch of good bowl games coming up. Uh, we've got some NFL games this weekend, some playoff implications on the line, like we said. So I think it's going to be a really exciting weekend and uh, end of this week going into next week. So we'll get back to you next week with the results and talk a little bit more about uh, what we've got coming up. Tune in next time. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between Lines Sports Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about NFL Week 17 and the college football playoffs. This past week uh, we didn't do any podcast due to the holidays, um, so we'll do a recap of our college football uh, regular season and bowl games that we've talked about and the NFL um, regular season we didn't do our picks for week 16 so we'll brush up on that and uh, we'll, we'll do that on another podcast but today is NFL week 17 and college football playoffs all right so our first game of the week for week 17 is Dolphins at Bills um, this week I can't remember 
in a long time that there were so many playoff implications on the line for both the AFC and NFC. Um, there's about five bubble teams. Titans are in first place in the division right now, but if they lose, Colts win. They don't make the playoffs. Pretty much the Colts, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns, and Titans are all 10-5. and five. So if one of them loses and the other four win, those four go to the playoffs. So it's kind of do or die in this situation. So we got Dolphins at Bills. Bills don't have anything uh, really to play for other than the two versus the three seed. Um, they're not resting anybody, which I'm not really sure why because it's not that big of a difference. But um, Bills are favored by two. I like Dolphins in this one. I think they're kind of uh, kind of in a, a win. Half, I mean, they are in a win, half the win situation. Bills, not so much. Uh, I think Bills might play it a little safe, uh, try to keep guys healthy. But I like the Dolphins in this one to win outright. Yeah, I think this is a kind of a toss-up game, but I'm going to take the Bills just because I think that even though maybe not having the two seed is as big a deal this year where there's not going to be many fans, I still think they want that. I think they're going to be playing for it, and they're just playing so well right now it's hard to pick against them. So I'm going to take the Bills to win. Okay. And cover the spread too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next game is Ravens at Bengals. Uh, Ravens are another team. They have to win to get in. Uh, If they lose, they're out. Um, but they're favored by 11 and a half. I do think they're very capable of covering that. I just don't feel comfortable taking 11 and a half spread. Um, you know, I watched the Bengals beat the Steelers, uh, two weeks ago, which was heartbreaking, obviously, but I mean, I don't think they're better than us by any means. They just had our number that day. I I, I don't know. I think 11 is a little half. I think it could be two scores. You know, nine or ten points, but I, I think 11 and a half is a little too much. But I do like them to win, not to cover. All right, I like Ravens to win and cover. They've covered huge numbers the last three weeks. Um, they just, they're playing well right now after the little COVID thing they had when they got back to full speed. They're playing pretty strong. So, I like the Ravens to win and cover because they're trying to get as high up in the playoff standings as they can, play a more favorable team as opposed to being the seventh seed if they sneak in or sixth seed. So, I think they're going to play well. They'll win and cover the spread. Okay. Uh, next one is Steelers at Browns. Browns are favored by 10. Uh, Steelers are resting key guys like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Ben Roethlisberger, and um, there was somebody else, uh, Marquise Pouncey. So we got two, two main guys on both sides of the ball out um, for sure. That's who they've already ruled out. Uh, Browns are playing for a playoff spot. I think Browns are going to really – do whatever they can to win this game. I think they'll win. Uh, just the simple fact that we're sitting some players uh, and Mason Rudolph is going to be our quarterback. And I've seen how that's gone multiple times. Uh, but I think 10 is a little too much. I think our defense is still really good. I know we got two Pro Bowl guys sitting out, but I think our defensive backs will help keep us in the game and keep it within 10. Yeah, we talked about this in a little bit yesterday. I mean, I feel like the Browns are definitely going to win. I just don't feel like Rudolph can move the ball at all. Uh, Steelers' defense is really good. Ten is a is a lot, especially for Browns against Steelers when they've hardly beaten them in our lifetime. Uh, I think it could re- end right on ten, so I'm going to, just for the sake of this, I'll take the Steelers to cover ten because I think their defense will still keep them in the game, but I think Browns will win this game for sure. Okay. Uh, next game is Vikings at 
um, Lions. Uh, I think Vikings have been eliminated, haven't they? Yeah, Vikings are done. Yeah, so, I mean, they're not really playing for anything. Dalvin Cook is out. Um, I'm not sure on the status of Matt Stafford if he's playing or not this week, but I like Vikings to win. Um, I'll take them to cover. I think Alexander Madison's a pretty good backup. I think they'll still be able to throw the ball effectively. Uh, so I'll take Vikings to win and cover. What did you say the spread was? Seven. God. For two teams that are out of it, have been out of it for a while, uh, I don't know. So Cook is out? Yeah, his uh, his father passed away, so he's not playing this week. Uh, okay. Well, just for uh, the sake of being different and the Lions sometimes pulling one out of thin air, I'll take the Lions to win and cover. I mean, the Vikings didn't play well when they were in the playoff hunt, so I don't see why they would have any motivation to do so now, especially with cookouts. So I'll take Lions to win. Lions to win? Okay. All right, next one is Jets at Patriots. Patriots are favored by three. Um, I like Patriots to win and cover this one. They're playing at home. They've got absolutely nothing to lose. Cam Newton uh, was on a one-year – contract here so i think he's got to kind of prove himself a little bit maybe not to the patriots but to somebody else to where somebody will sign them again they've talked about the patriots signing uh you know haskins or somebody like that in the offseason or drafting a quarterback and going with them but uh, i like patriots to win and cover this one at home somebody should sign him as a running back but um, yeah. yeah i think patriots win i think they cover at home I mean, they don't want to go out on a loss, especially to Jets. Jets have been playing better. Obviously, they've won two in a row. But, I mean, Browns had just about every offensive weapon out except for Chubb. And I think Baker Mayfield fumbled a half dozen times. So, I just yeah. – I don't know. I don't think they're going to run a three-game win streak here. Let's take the Patriots to win and cover. Okay. Uh, next one is Cowboys at Giants. Uh, this is where it gets a little interesting. If Cowboys win – and the Eagles beat Washington. Cowboys are in the playoffs. That's just uh, – that's crazy to me that Cowboys lose Dak Prescott early in the season. They've looked terrible all year, had one of the worst defenses in the league, and they can still possibly make the playoffs. Um, you know, if you take out the fluke wins for Washington beating the Steelers and the Giants beating the Seahawks, which I think if they played nine more times, they would lose every single one of them. Uh, you know, Cowboys are in without this week having to be played. <clears throat> so there's a lot of playoff things on the on the line for that division. Eagles obviously want to win and uh, beat Washington division matchup, and then Giants also want to beat Cowboys. But Cowboys win, Washington loses, Cowboys are in. So I like Cowboys to win and cover the three they're favored by in this one. Um, the fight for a playoff spot without their quarterback, so that'd be huge for their franchise. Yeah, I agree. I think Cowboys win in cover. I just the Giants haven't been playing well. They're so hit or miss. They are up and down. I don't know. They just I don't trust them. I don't really trust Cowboys either. But just the way they've been playing lately, they've been scoring some points. Uh, just playing a lot better on both sides. So I'll take the Cowboys to win. This will probably be a really close game. Could be decided by a field goal, but I think they'll win in cover. Okay. Uh, next one is Falcons at Bucks. Um, Bucks are in the playoffs. They're guaranteed wild card. Um, they are still fighting for placing in the wild card. They're, 
the highest seeded wild card right now, so they would play Washington opening game, and I think any wild card or any team in the playoffs would prefer to play them first, regardless of the conference. Um, so I think they're favored by six and a half. I like them to win and to win by like a touchdown or so. Uh, Falcons have just been really disappointing this year. I think they're a lot better than their record shows, but I don't know, something in the second half of games, they've just let teams come back or – you know, extend leads and stuff like that and can't make things happen. So I like the Bucks in this one. Yeah, I agree. Bucks they're playing a lot better right now, moving the ball really well on offense. Defense is playing pretty good. I uh, think it really started or sparked a couple weeks ago when they played the Falcons and had that second half comeback. So uh, let's take the Bucks to win and cover. I just think they're playing well. Brady's playing a lot better. Their defense is, is where it needs to be going into the playoffs. And like you said, anybody wants to get matched up. With the NFC East winner, because that's obviously, if you had to pick who you wanted to play, that would be it the first round. So I, I like them to, to play a good game and, and try to lock up that five seed in the wild card. Okay. Uh, next one is Packers at Bears. Uh, as it sits right now, Bears are in the playoffs. They've got the edge over the Cardinals um, based on best win percentage and common games. Um, they're both eight and seven. Cardinals play the Rams. Um Packers are also fighting for the one seed. If they win, they get the one seed first round bye. That's huge in the playoffs, especially this year with only one team getting a bye. They're favored by five and a half. I like them to win and cover that. I think they're playing really good right now. I think they're the best team in that conference and one of the best in the league for sure. Uh, we were talking about it the other day. If my Steelers didn't go to the Super Bowl, we'd love to see Packers and Chiefs Super Bowl. I think that would be an awesome matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think Packers are going to win and cover. I could see the Bears playing a good game and keeping it competitive because, obviously, I think even if they lose, if the Cardinals lose too, they still get in. So they have a couple of paths of getting there, but obviously they'd like to win. But I just the Packers are playing so well right now. So you have a hard time seeing the Bears scoring enough to keep up with them or stopping them enough times to win. So let's take the Packers to win and cover. Okay. Uh, next one is Raiders at Broncos. Um, both these teams eliminated from playoff contention. Um, you got Drew Locke trying to win over that team. They've already talked about bringing in a veteran quarterback next year to compete with him for the starting job. Uh, Raiders looked very promising in a lot of games this year. They let a couple games slip away uh, to keep them out of the playoffs. So I think it's just going to be a division matchup. I like the Raiders to win in this one, though. I think they're better than the Broncos, uh, even though it's at Broncos. But I don't know. Something's just telling me Raiders to win and cover. Yeah, I think the Raiders are the better team, too, but I'm going to take the Broncos to win outright. I mean, the Raiders have blown so many chances to stay in the playoff hunt. It's got to be deflating. And I don't know, they just are too inconsistent for me. Defense isn't very good. Broncos play well at home. I mean, this will be a big game for Locke going into the offseason. So I think the Broncos will win outright in this game and play well. Okay. Uh, next one is Jaguars at Colts. Uh, Colts are favored by 14. Um Jaguars are obviously eliminated. They've clinched the first pick overall in the draft, worst team in the league. Um, Colts have to win to have a chance to get in the playoffs. I think if they win, they're in. Uh, I'm not mistaken. Let me see where their standings sit. Okay, so actually it, they have to win, and either Cleveland, Baltimore, Miami, or Tennessee has to lose. So one of those four teams has to lose, and they have to win to get in. Um, I think they definitely win this game. I don't think it'll ever be in doubt. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think they really could beat them by 14, but that number just scares me. I'll take them to win, but Jags to cover. I think it'll be real close to 14, but I just can't do it. Colts winning cover. They were playing really well against the Steelers uh, this past week until Steelers just turned it into overdrive in the second half, and Colts couldn't get anything going, but still they're playing really good football. They know they have to have this game. The Jags are terrible. What do they have to play for? Nothing. They already have what they wanted, which is the first pick. I just think Colts will run away with this game and win at home. Okay. Next one is Chargers at Chiefs. Chargers are favored by three and a half, I believe. Chiefs are sitting guys like Patrick Mahomes and uh, probably Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, you know, big-name guys like that. Um, they've already clinched the first-round by. Uh, best team in the league overall. Um, so, I don't know, man. I like the Chargers to win and cover this one just because, I, I mean – when Patrick Mahomes is playing, they're a completely different team. And same thing if Kelsey or Hill is out. They're a completely different team. So I think they'll find a way to win and cover. Uh, I don't know. I still feel like the Chiefs will win. But I'll take the Chargers just because I don't see them. I don't know. I feel like they'll sit a lot of people. So we'll take the Chargers to win and cover, even though it is three and a half. I think it could still be close. And Chiefs could still win, even with backups. But I'll take Chargers to win and cover. Okay. Um, let's see. Next one is Cardinals at Rams. Um, you know, we were just talking about the seeding in the NFC. Uh, Rams are nine and six. Here's, here's the wild card. So Tampa Bay's already clinched. They're 10 and five. Rams are nine and six. Bears are eight and seven. Bears are the seventh seed. And then Cardinals are eight and seven also. So I think Cardinals have to win. And... I think that puts them in over the Rams, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if they beat the Rams, even if the Bears win. Um, so I think they, they have to win for sure to even have a chance because um, obviously the Bears have the tiebreaker. So I think they'll find a way to win. Um, yeah, I'll take them win and cover. I don't know. I, I, I got a feeling about it. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray wants to make his first playoffs. Um, I think they'll be a fun team to watch in the playoffs as well, but I'll take them to win a cover. You're taking the Cardinals? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I don't know, the Rams have had their number. I think Goff hasn't lost the Cardinals in his career or McVay either. I think they've just dominated them maybe like 6-0 or 7-0, something like that. And yeah. I don't know, I think the Cardinals are just due. They played really bad last week against the 49ers. I don't know, came out and laid an egg in the game. If they won, they were probably – going to be in the playoffs, so I feel like they're going to bounce back and play well. I think this will probably be one of the better games of the weekend. I mean, the Rams are really good, too. Uh, they had a bad performance against the Seahawks this past week, too, so both teams, I look for them to play well. Maybe a high-scoring game, really competitive, but I think the Cardinals are going to find a way to win this one. And I'm interested is if the Cardinals win, the Rams will be 9-7, to too, so will they get in over the Bears since they beat the Bears? Like, how does that work, though, if the Bears win? Dude, that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Um because right now, like, if you go on ESPN, you can look at the playoff uh, standings and stuff. So, for the Bears, it says wins tiebreaker over Arizona based on best win percentage in common games. Uh, so, I guess if they win and Cardinals win, that would put them, the Bears, and the Rams all at 9-7. and seven. I would think Cardinals and Rams go. Um, but, I, I mean, we'll see. I, it doesn't really say – in-depth what each team has to do to make the playoffs. So I would think that's how it would go. I think it would be 
you know, Cardinals, Rams, and Bears out, which is probably what I, I prefer just because I think the Bears are kind of a fluke. But if the Cardinals like win and Bears lose, then Cardinals and Rams both go? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, we'll see. But that would be cool to see three teams from the same division in them and the Seahawks. It would be fun to watch. Yeah, it would probably be a rematch in the first round. I guess it would be if one yeah. of them would be the seven yeah, and Seahawks would be the two or three. So, mm-hmm. we'll just have to see how it plays out. But, yeah, those would be fun matchups. Oh, yeah. All right, next one is the Seahawks at 49ers. Seahawks favored by six. Um, so, for the Seahawks, they're sitting at the – three seed right now but the saints have the same record so they're automatically getting the two or three kind of similar to the the steelers and bills um but i haven't heard that either the saints or seahawks are resting their guys uh both of them i think have very winnable games so i think they'll both try to win and try to get that uh that second seed uh spot so i'll take seahawks to win and cover the six yeah, like Seahawks to win and cover too. I mean, the 49ers have been so Jekyll and Hyde all year. Like, they'll lose to the Dolphins by 30 at home, but then come back the next week and beat the Rams. But that was earlier on. I mean, obviously now they don't have much to play for. They're middle of the pack as far as draft order. They can't make the playoffs. Mullins hasn't been playing well lately. I think they uh, have been playing some different guys there. Bethard's been playing more. Kittle, they've been letting him play, but he hasn't been getting the snap count because they're trying to keep him healthy and make sure he doesn't re-injure anything. I don't know. I just don't trust them at all. So I'm going to take Seahawks trying to go for that two seed and to win and cover on the road pretty convincingly. Okay. Uh, next one is the Saints at Panthers. Saints are favored by six and a half. Uh, Christian McCaffrey isn't playing, and Mike Davis is doubtful. Christian McCaffrey was playing. I was going to pick the Panthers. I just checked as we were talking about that game uh, just for an upset. But I think Saints win and cover. We just talked about they're playing for the two seeds, so I think they'll find a way to win and cover. Yeah, Saints win and cover. I don't see the Panthers consistently moving the ball on the Saints without McCaffrey, and especially if Mike Davis is out. Bridgewater's had a decent season but struggled a little bit, and their receivers, I don't know, they're not that deep. I just feel like Saints are going to. Score uh, score it well on them, and Panthers won't be able to keep up. So let's take Saints to win and cover. Okay. Uh, next one is Titans at Texans. Um, I'm taking Texans to win outright in this one. Uh, at Texans, Texans have nothing to lose. Um, I don't know. I, I, I personally would like to see the Texans ruin the Titans season as well. Uh, I could care less about the Titans. I think. I mean, they're a good football team, but I don't know. We live in Tennessee, and just the back bandwagon fans, since they played good last year, that they have is annoying. Same thing with Nashville Predators when they went to the Stanley Cup. Um, And I love Deshaun Watson. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch, favorite players to watch. Loved him at Clemson. Um, I love J.J. Watt as well. So I I would love to see them win this game. So I'm going to take them. What's the spread? Seven and a half. Dear God. Um. Yeah, I don't think the Texans are going to win outright. I think the Titans, I mean, I don't know. I think they're the better team, even though I'd like the Texans to win. Uh, I think Titans will play well. I think seven and a half is way too much. I think Titans win, but Texans cover. This is a really competitive game, kind of a sweater, especially if you're a Titans fan, and it can be in doubt in the fourth quarter. But I think Titans find a way to make one more play and win to lock up the division. Okay. Um, Let's see. Last game of the week. Washington at Eagles. Um, 
I'm taking Eagles in this one. Washington's favored by one and a half. Washington's fighting for a playoff spot. If they win, they're in. Um, I don't know. I just think Eagles, Jalen Hurts is playing pretty well. They've got nothing to lose. Uh, I think they want to, you know, have a positive note to end the season on going into next year. Um, so I like Eagles to win this one, help the Cowboys out. Yeah, I like Eagles to win outright as well. I just I don't trust Washington to move the football. Alex Smith, they're saying he might play, but they don't know. He hasn't practiced yet still. Their backups aren't very good at all. Who is it, Helensky? That's their backup? Heneke, the dude from Old Dominion. Heneke. Or I can't yeah. pronounce his name right, but he's from Old Dominion, and he did not play well last week. So I don't know. I just don't trust him to move the ball. Their defense is really good, so they could score a couple times that way if they make some turnovers or something. But I don't know. Hertz can run the ball; he's done it pretty well. Even though they did lose the Cowboy, they put up, the Cowboys. They put up about twenty points, and just they look better with him running the offense right now. So I feel like the Eagles could win a low-scoring game. I think this will be really competitive and a good Sunday night football game to close out the year. But I just see the Eagles finding a way to win this game and help out whoever wins the Giants-Cowboys game. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's our picks for week 17. Uh, Got some exciting matchups, a lot of playoff implications on the line, so we'll see how it plays out.